Welcome to the Off the Road Again podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Will. And I'm Robbie. <laughs> I don't know which way to point because normally Ross just immediately is there and I don't have to point at anybody. Yeah, so. my screen's vertically oriented too, so <laughs> it's like... Everyone's above you. <laughs> so this is our podcast about anything and everything off-road. Ross isn't here tonight. He had a, a family engagement that he couldn't get out of, um, which we completely understand. Um, but as always, we're socially distanced. Uh, I'm in the Midwest. The dog is headed out the door. Uh, William's in Virginia, and Robbie's in Wisconsin. Did I, did I get close? I knew I knew Wisconsin, but you're good. When, when you say DC, here. I'm always like Maryland, maybe. Uh, yeah, previously Maryland, but now, now uh, Arlington, Virginia. And it's expensive everywhere, right? Quite. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the if you're going to be known for something, I'm not sure that's what you want to be known for. But yeah, it's very expensive. <laughs> exactly. That's why I assume uh, why Congress always gives himself pay raises is they have to live in and around the D.C. area. So I just, mm-hmm. I always mm-hmm. thought they were cost of living increases. The rest of us, who knows? <laughs> I think that's the most political we've ever gotten on the show and cut it at that (laughs) (laughs) all it took was ross skipping out for one night and i side right into Mm -hmm. politics right close (laughs) so we're gonna open with i'm i'm just going straight to the image to let you guys react to it as naturally as possible it's it was in the news towards the end of the week the four wheel news the guys over at four wheel mag uh had a four-wheeler had the 392 wrangler they were testing out in the desert this is the still <gasps> here's the oh video. my god and he just romps it oh oh my goodness <laughs> that's holman behind the wheel of that thing oh my god i think it's holman <laughs> i we we need to get a hold of him to ask oh. him uh so yeah, flying into the weekend. Yeah, so they they have Sean's behind yeah. the wheel there. So he's got a lot of experience uh, driving JLs. <laughs> this one is nuts. Oh, it's so expensive. <laughs> that's what that's what he was thinking. Oh my god, this is so expensive <laughs> for a Jeep, especially. Well, and like Sean, I know at least has a big enough audience and or following and or business card to be like, if he rolls one, mm-hmm. he's not cut off forever. If I roll one, like I'm never right, getting right, another Jeep yeah. press car ever again. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of uh, surprised yeah. the airbags yeah. didn't, didn't go off when yeah, you like, like I, I don't know what the sensor is, like what the sensor, the sensor. is when you tip it, but like. Um, is there a yaw rate there? Yeah. Would that be yaw? <laughs> I was going to say probably, uh, probably different in a Jeep considering how sideways it could potentially get mm-hmm. just in, in life, you know. Yeah, that's. That's one of my, my no, favorite stories yeah. is driving a, an 04 TJ at a Camp Jeep event in Charlottesville and driving on the side of a mountain and just being like, isn't this too steep? Like, shouldn't we be <laughs> sliding down the hill? Like, nope. This is just, normal. Just a line of 15 Jeeps going right by the mountain, sideways mostly. Oh, no. My, my, very, first, my very first press car was a Kia Sorento and I backed it into a Jersey Barrier. <laughs> What is a what is no, a Jersey not barrier? Not quite as bad. I uh, think K rails. Uh, uh, concrete. Yeah, like two, like three feet high. You know. Um, oh. But yeah, it went like green, green, yellow, and before it went to red, I, I heard the crunch, and uh, the person oh. who picked it up was like, "Ah, oh, don't worry, we 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 did that in our we've done that in our own you know press loaner garage." So 
but yeah, getting, getting a, a $90,000 Jeep that sideways would, would probably pucker some things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I actually, uh, about gosh, maybe eight or nine years ago when I used to work for uh, cars.com and pickupshucks.com, we did a four by four shootout with four wheeler mags. So we had Pullman there. We had a guy named John Kappa there. Um, and we were testing a Nissan Xterra and it was at the uh, Chelsea Proving Grounds. And I remember we did a, some articulation where we were going back and forth, back and forth like that. And we actually blew every single curtain airbag in it, even oh, just no. going like five or no 10 problem. miles an hour, just back and forth, back and forth like that. But that was enough for it to like shoot off all the airbags. So yeah, I would imagine in a Jeep, like, and I don't know, maybe it's like, if, but no, yeah, he would have been doing it in four low at that speed, but. It's, it's like uh, every, uh, raptor i've seen jump and then land like immediately <laughs> curtain to bags deploy like everything like just <laughs> like every one of the silly hillbillies mm -hmm. not not to stereotype hillbillies but <laughs> they, they definitely like hillbillies don't have that many air yeah hillbillies don't have that many airbags <laughs> exactly well not anymore <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man i'm messing up my social links tonight all right so sweet. So that was 392 Wrangler about to fall on its side. <laughs> like, when, he, when he shared that this week, he shared just the still image. I hadn't seen the video yet. And I was like, mm. I wasn't sure, but it, like it immediately made me think of Andrew Collins's injury. Cause like, that's what Andrew was doing in his side-by-side -side when it caught oh, the no. wheel on a rut and rolled, except he yeah. was going, I think to the right and his left hand went out. And that's what was crushed mm. by the roll cage was his hand going out. So nope. luckily, Sean didn't have any windows open in the Wrangler. Um, yeah, we're gonna try and get Sean back onto the show. I kind of want to see if I can get a copy of that picture like blown up. I need. I I'm in my new office and I have an open spot right here to like hang up a picture. And I'm like, oh, that'd be a good photo. <laughs> I'm sure he would definitely download it. Mm -hmm. um, Willow would definitely get you some images. Definitely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that 392 and that Wrangler is nuts. I have not driven that yet. That I'm getting crazy. the plug-in. I'm getting the plug-in hybrid in a couple of weeks, which I'm excited for. But I just can't even fathom driving a Wrangler with that much power. Well, on. like it's ridiculous. Because <laughs> you had one in the city, it, like yeah, <clears throat> it, I I literally would scare people with it. Like it would. Um, the, my, my my favorite story was we were coming back from somewhere, and there's a a button that it's the two exhaust pipes and for the life of me i looked at it a couple times and didn't even i don't even sure what i thought it was but we were turning into my neighborhood and i pressed it and it's the active exhaust and it gets oh. 10 times louder and my wife rolled her eyes and all the kids were like that's cool and mm -hmm. we literally came through our neighborhood and i kept like gearing it down and it would verbal <laughs> and pop and it was so loud and it was you know and she she's like hiding under the dashboard um, <laughs> but it, it i i i would literally get into it and press that button every single time because it was going through tunnels and you know uh i think i posted an instagram or twitter or both video of going through a tunnel at sort of max acceleration <laughs> and it is otherworldly it was <sighs> be driving beside you know srt or hellcat you know, challengers or chargers and things and, and just, you know, give it some gas and they would go like, what the hell? <laughs> Which, how did I miss this conversation with you and Zarin doing Top Gun gifts? 
because I'm trying to find your cheap video. <laughs> oh, was, uh, yeah, if it's yeah, uh, Instagram might be easier because because Twitter it's going to be. Uh, he joked that he wanted to see the entire Top Gun uh, through gifts, and I said, "All right, stand by." <laughs> and uh, being a being a big fan, I did my I did my best uh, approximation, um, one gift at a time. Danger zone. <laughs> I can't. I can't do the audio. It won't help the listener. But this is the video. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. No, it's the the tunnel coming out of DC on sixty six, and uh, it That's was crazy, incredibly loud. Yeah. Do you know I what, mean, what kind of mileage did you get driving around DC? Um, do I want to know? Like, no, like teens. You know. Oh, it's um, not bad. I love teens. Okay. Yeah. I mean, my 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 JK Big Bear got like high teens usually like mm-hmm. uh the jl i had recently was was low 20s but it was the four-cylinder two-door mm-hmm. um but that one was i don't know 12 13 somewhere around there oh uh, man so it, yeah we, just, we got we my uh my my what do we just ahead. nickname it the obliterator of mud puddles like I mean, yeah, it was, um, we went out to George Washington National Forest, which is like, I don't know, an hour and a half outside of D.C. And uh, my wife has taken to sort of hopping out of the car and, and doing, you know, some kind of, you know, photography type stuff. And so she she gets close enough that I think I'm going to splash her and I usually don't. <laughs> and I think like I'm going to get in trouble. I mean, I'll get in trouble if I do, mm-hmm. but she swears I won't. Um, but it, every time we saw a mud puddle, I was like, all right, let's just, and just on the other side, there would just be no more mud, you know, no more water in the puddle. It would just, psh, water gone. <laughs> William, that's an amazing photo, the funny, like going through that puddle. The funniest, even... the funniest thing though, is that I joked that it was, it was, you know, it was the king of the Jeeps and all other Jeeps should kneel before it. And then every time <laughs> I went by a Jeep, occasionally you get people that were like, Hey, what's that? But it was almost a little too subtle. Like it, mm-hmm. it was almost like it. It had, it's got a couple badges and a big quad exhaust, but that's and a uh, bigger hood. But like visually, like I didn't get, I didn't get a bunch of like you know Jeep in on this trail. I've been through there a bunch of times. Uh, trail Trek Tour was one of the um, uh, off-road events that I did a couple of times with with those guys. And every third vehicle, second vehicle is a Jeep. We went through this day, and I I think I saw one other Jeep maybe. Oh really? So when you want to have that like bow before me, bow before me, I am your king moment, you know, on the off-road trails, there was nobody out that day. It was funny. <laughs> yeah, you were really putting the uh, the hood scoop that's supposed to divert the water away from the air intake to work. Like that much water in the air above the hood. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you know yeah. why they didn't go with SRT badging? Like why they didn't make it an SRT? No, I mean it's it's got the 392, but it doesn't have any SRT. I guess maybe no, I guess for precedence for the the Grand Cherokee. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a good question. I don't know. I, I felt like it, it was, if anything, it was too it was too subtle. I felt like it it mm-hmm. looked like a a little bit more Butch Rubicon, and like the average the average person would would notice it all. The mm-hmm. average Jeep owner might notice, mm-hmm. maybe not. Like. I actually, I actually thought it was a little too for the price. I kind of wanted like gun turrets or some sort of like <laughs> off the wall. Like for that, I mean, for that price, it is. You want something? You kind of want to like that's about as ex- extensive as the as the badges get. Just the, mm-hmm. just the the three ninety two a couple places and the big exhaust and the hood. And other than that, I did like the uh, the power top. That was mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. 
when you isn't, just press a button and the whole thing just kind of goes all the way back. Robbie, isn't SRT dead? I thought no. Stellantis dissolved that division and divided those engineers out to other product teams. Oh man. Um, well, I know they're definitely not dead. That's um, possible. I not, not like actually dead, but like okay, I, okay. I was gonna say yeah, because they're they're still selling SRT. <laughs> they're still selling SRT products. In fact, there are, that they, they are yeah. They but just I remember that headline though. Yeah, I don't they, think like, they're developing their new products though. It's gonna be interesting because you know they're gonna need to. Um, one thing we were talking about at like Auto Pacific was like, you know, are they going to start electrifying like the Charger and the Challenger and like the the head of uh, Tim, I can't remember his name, but like they're talking about that's coming. And I would imagine they're going to tap into like SRT for that. Um, but I know like SRT products themselves are doing well. In fact, I think they just like extended the production run of the uh, Durango Hellcat. Right. Or whatever, the, whatever the top Durango one is called. Um, yeah, I'm still waiting on the Pacific. You said, S you said SRT, SRT, FOR. I had a good Dodge Neon flashback there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> SRT4. <laughs> so uh, February 2021, it was announced that uh, Stellantis disbanded the SRT engineering team. Hmm. And that's so from, yeah, maybe maybe um, they're just like doing motor trend. Yeah, well, that's probably legitimate. I mean, I remember hearing that somewhat. I I would imagine that like they're going to just on like a temporary pause and working on some stuff. I mean, I'm super excited to see like electrification hit some of these cars and SUVs. Like, I just think that the, the performance potential is just like so available and like ready to just get tapped into. And this, this is where I just play like, in, I like I dabble with industry news, right? Like I never mm -hmm. actually, I know nothing, but mm -hmm. like Wagoneer, Grand Wagoneer seemed like a perfect opportunity to do an alternative powertrain into mm -hmm. an iconic the average buyer is going to want is good to yeah the average buyer is more likely to want some sort of a plug-in or electric option exactly i mean especially I'm not trying to transition you but looking at the uh the hummer and the and the lightning you know um i read the notes um but you know <laughs> that's obviously if you got if you've got ford and gm looking at it you know well it just feels like a missed opportunity, I guess, just because you're, you're right. Like the GMC Hummer has been announced, but like that actual production run and release is very far in the future. And maybe they had this engineered mm -hmm. and ready to go and they didn't mm -hmm. want to wait. They just wanted to get the models out there and they'll pivot to an alternative drivetrain in the future with like the 4XE, the hybrid assist. All yeah, I was going to say the 4XE is a good, is a good uh, sort of preview potentially. And well, Robbie, you said you have that. You've got that coming, right? Yeah, I'm getting the Wrangler 4xe in. I think I don't know, maybe three weeks or so. But back to the Grand Wagoneer. So when I saw the concept in person um, back in October, it was actually like I I really don't think it was like actually like a PHEV setup, but like it was essentially shown as a plug-in hybrid. Like it had the charge port door that would like you know open up and close like. Yeah, so they're definitely going to do a plug-in hybrid version of it at some point, I think. Okay. Um, but I think they need to like get it rolled out first, and because I don't think it's on sale quite yet. Like, no, it's still not. On I sale. think it's like right up. It's like right how, on the cup of coming. Totally cool, how yeah. can anything be on sale? There's nothing like we. My wife and I are joking, driving to our kids' There's little league nothing games. Nothing to buy. Yeah. Because the Ford dealer had, I think we counted eight cars, and they're mm -hmm. always full. Lincoln had at least seventeen to twenty. 
Mm -hmm. but like they're parking vehicles parallel to the street to make it appear like there is more stuff on the lot than what's there Mm because behind it's just open space (laughs) no there's a uh, giant uh, General Motors dealership that sells like Chevy Buick GMC um, about 20 minutes north of me. And usually they probably have honestly probably close to 100 cars on their lot at a time. And I drove past there today on my way to Road America and they had probably no more than 20. And yeah, they're doing the thing where they're, they're parked at angles mm-hmm. and they're spaced yeah. apart. And it's all the visual thing. But then like once you like pull off and drive through the lot, you're That's like, wild. man, this place is a ghost town. There's nothing here. So my my favorite part of this is like texting, texting Robbie, like, I don't know, two months ago. Hey, should we be discussing this? And it's, <laughs> it's only gotten worse. Like it is, it is only getting worse. And I think it's, oh, it's, it's, it's supposed to last for a while too. I, I, I would mm-hmm. imagine that Q3 is still going to be rough. I think Q4 will finally start to see like a little bit of an uptick, but um even some mm-hmm. of these automakers that have been like otherwise like immune from like the microchip shortage, like they're already starting to announce plans yep. to just like temporarily pause things or uh, vehicles are getting delayed because they don't have the chips for them. Like I know the. Well, yeah, I was going to say uh, there was a local Mercedes dealer when we were mm-hmm. shopping recently um, who said they had some triple digit number sitting in Baltimore at the port. And wow. he didn't know whether it was a chip issue or like, cause they had, some automakers talked about shipping and then putting the chips in after post shipping. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said that they've got they've got cars that are 2021s that are sitting there that they may not get until 2022. And then the Genesis dealer told me that they're just not getting cars because their chips they were so behind the chips. Wow. Especially the it was GV or whatever the SUV. Um, yeah. We can't, we can't. You know, he's like, we don't have many, and when they come in, they're sold pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's a theirs was straight up chip issue that they just they weren't getting them at all. Which which Yikes. manufacturers are least affected so far? That's what I haven't been able to tell. Like because everything's starting to look empty to me. Honestly, I've driven past two Toyota dealerships and they're packed to the gills with new cars. See, my local one was. Completely I, mean, small, empty. Yeah, I have a small Toyota dealer near me, and it's hard because they keep their inventory at like lots nearby. Mm-hmm. Um, but their main lot seems about as as it normally is huh and i think nissan is i'm just thinking of the nissan dealership five minutes up the road for me um they seem like they're pretty well stocked but i also know that um they just came out and announced that plans for their aria which is their all electric crossover that i think looks fantastic um we're we were supposed to get that like later this year but now they're pushing it actually to next year instead because they don't have the microchips Mm. for it so but you really think it looks good oh i think it looks fantastic yeah and it's like a volkswagen id4 which i saw today on the road for the very first time and it looks really really good the id4 i think is definitely a lot like softer than that the aria definitely looks like a little bit more like butchier but um i mean i think they're both great i think nissan yeah, it does look it doesn't look like a lot Murano. And I'm not sure that's a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think they've they've got a lot of good coming out with Aria. So I think it's gonna be a good new direction for them. So like Aria, ID four. Mm-hmm. What what else exists in that space right now? The the Rivians are coming. They're not here yet though. And I think they're also delayed a tiny bit, yeah. if I remember reading correctly, which is a bummer. But you Maki? know you 
is also like that's the same kind of like five seater. Mm-hmm. Maki is, I think, actually selling fairly well from what I remember looking at four cylinders. I am almost certain yeah. I saw a Mike Levine tweet touting the fact that <laughs> my Machis are doing very well. I was going to say it was Good. promoted above the tweet saying Broncos aren't going to be here for a long time. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had a, a couple of soft asks to some board dealers when we were car shopping about mm-hmm. the Maki because I really just couldn't decide what I wanted to get. And uh, they had very little in stock, but they had a bunch sort of like, you know, on order, you know. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then every time I see one, admittedly, as a Mustang guy, I stop and go, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you do like that? I do, yeah. Okay. I, I, if it wasn't called the Mustang, I don't think anyone would be. I think, I mean, all press is good press in this sense. Like, people mm-hmm. talked about it because it's called a Mustang. I think if they called it something else, I don't mm-hmm. think people would talk about it as much. But it is a, mm-hmm. uh, I'll have one in July, I think. Um, nice. A Maki premium. Um but I think more people talked about it because it's a Mustang and I don't think it was a bad marketing move, but as a six or seven time Mustang owner, admittedly at first I was like, Oh, screw this, you know, but then the more I see it, the more I'm like, maybe it's just, I'm getting into like, you know, middle-aged hood. I'm like, Oh, that's practical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's practical, comfortable. Doesn't make a lot of noise. I mean, doesn't shake me quick. Like, yeah, I, my wife's my wife's goal is to have the most quiet car possible. So, she I think she she loves the idea of an electric car. But you know, mine is is continues to be uh, you know I, I like I like I like the noise. <laughs> it's it's funny you said that she wants the qu- most quietest car possible. I was like that's that was my interest in a Mercedes uh, diesel Sprinter. That was the mm-hmm. quietest thing I've ever. Oh, no, nice. Yeah, you could sleep nice. in that thing. It's just like. <laughs> in- and it has the feature, first of all, I could put the kids way to the back. Like I, they can oh, go yeah. all the way to the back, but it yeah. had the lane. I, I don't call it lame, cheesy. It's, I'm sure it's useful, but like mm. once you get to a light, you mash the brake pedal and hold comes up on the dash and you can take your foot off the brake. Oh, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I loved it. Oh, really? I get oh, so I nervous it about because that. Then I got, Robbie, I got to relax at a stop. <laughs> relaxing happens in my life. It's like eight seconds a day. If I can add, if I can double it to 16 seconds, it's huge. And then when I press the accelerator, there wasn't a thunk. There wasn't a thud. There wasn't a, the van mm-hmm. just started to go. And I loved it. I, uh, I, I hate most start stop features. Like it, if I, the more, the less I notice it, the more I like it, the more I notice it, the more I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, screw this. Yeah. Right. Like I don't, I don't want the engine to turn off. Like, and that diesel is damped really well in that van, mm-hmm. but you yeah. don't really know that the engine is on. So like, it wasn't start stop. That was just brake hold essentially. Yes, it was. Just I do like a good, I'm good with the. I'm good with a good brake hold. Yeah. Yeah, it was I think awesome. that's a good feature, but the especially worst in heck. start stop. Yeah. <laughs> but the worst with the brake hold is: Have you have any of you driven a new Mazda where it has like mm-hmm. the auto parking brake when you put it in drive? Oh no. Some of them have it like two or three I've been in and I haven't been able to figure out how to, and you can turn it off, but um, as soon as you get in the car, you turn it on, you throw it in drive, even with your seatbelt on, um, it, the parking brake is automatically like engaged and it doesn't turn mm-hmm. off right away. So if you like give it just the tiniest bit of gas, the car like hunches up and then goes. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's like Mazdas are so good, but it's like this one thing. It's like, oh, I just want to rip yeah. it out of the car and 
throw it away. It's like that, I, <laughs> I have. I, we went to uh, Florida over the long weekend because mm-hmm. my wife hadn't seen her family in a way too long due to the pandemic. So we're mm-hmm. both vaccinated. It's been way past the two weeks. All the kids wore masks. And so I spent a weekend in a Chrysler Pacifica, a rental one at that. So like, <laughs> I understand it's not like top tier, but like super functional, except for in the Florida heat, I never need the engine to turn off in traffic. I want no. that AC compressor running mm-hmm. on yep. full the whole time. I don't care. We just, yeah. We just did Hilton Head in a uh, press loaner, a Sienna uh, platinum hybrid. Mm-hmm. And every time it cut off and it's hot, you know, I was oh. like, no, 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 no. Like, yeah, no, no, no. Because like, the AC kind of goes, yeah. no, 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 yeah. stop, stop. Yeah. Yeah. Was that the, was but, that the mean, brand new yeah. Sienna? Yeah. But like DC to Hilton Head, like it would, I mean, it would do 80, 85 easy and just held it. It's, it, it, you know, considering considering what it is, it, it did almost everything we needed it to. What color? And was then it? some, uh, like a silver. Uh, wasn't it had green? Like, it had no. It was a really uninteresting color, and it had like really like chromey kind of wheels. I was it was kind of blingy. I was like I was a little embarrassed with that. My wife was same thing with the with the Wrangler being loud. Her she's a very anti minivan person, so she was kind of like you know hat down, sunglasses on. Like no, I hope nobody sees me in this. But it was I mean perfect for what we needed. Mm-hmm. That that's hilarious that she's anti minivan because that is also my wife's take when we're here. Oh, hates it. But as uh, soon as it. we're on vacation, she's like, "Fuck the minivan!" Like, right? Just, minivan, minivan life. Yeah. Minivans are the best. I... So, someone local to me has purchased one of the green ones. This this brand new. Let's. It's what is it? It's not quite forest green. That's but it, interesting. That's a good looking color. image because there's all yeah. the reflection there. Um. No, that's cool though. But it's it's. It's actually, I'm like, as it drives by, I'm like, you know what? That looks really good. Yeah. 52 grand. I, I, I paused. So I was like, woo, that's expensive for a minivan. Oof. However, like when you start looking at like all the like features and things, it was, it's pretty solid. 52 well, grand. Like I, I've had to start uh, recalibrating how I look at vehicle expenditures. Well, I remember when uh, uh, Doug DeMiro did the first like, you know, 50 grand minivan a few years ago. It was like, they did. Is for a while, none of them is becoming the minivan podcast. Uh, nobody wanted <laughs> to break the break the fifty grand barrier, and like it was like forty nine nine ninety five, you know. Um, but now they're, you know, maybe it's inflation, but there there's a bunch of them over fifty grand. Now, like, yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah I wish it was a more interesting color. Speak, speaking of the Sienna, like I think Toyota deserves some credit for like breaking into this new white space that hasn't really been tapped into yet. It's this, <laughs> I think you know what you're. You know what I'm gonna say? Oh, exactly. It's these, it's these, it's these off-road kind of like nature-oriented minivans. Like they came out with that Sienna Woodland, uh, Woodland mm-hmm. edition. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, standard all-wheel drive, hybrid power, and you get like about half an inch ground clearance. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't look that special. I kind of wish they would have like you know put some of the bronze wheels on it from that uh, Highlander that just debuted that special edition Highlander. But oh my I mean, gosh. Who did I that think, on Twitter, Robbie? Do you remember? Well, I posted that. I think it would be, you know, if they took those bronze wheels from that, like whatever that special edition is called and like put it on this, on the Sienna Woodland edition. I think that would give it just a little bit more of like an aggressive, like was it, was it an uh, adventure edition or whatever? It wasn't the, it's whatever their, it's not like their midnight edition, but it had like a, 
mid-century modern kind of like themed interior going on who, somebody um, did that for you though on twitter didn't somebody they? did and I'm, I'm i'm blanking on who did and i feel bad because it was such a good like mock-up of it because i was a part of the thread and i was like yes <laughs> and now i can't find it i will find it but this this woodland edition i mean i think it's great i mean if you want something that is gonna i mean it obviously this is not gonna go like on deep back roads and stuff like in the mud and whatnot but like if you need something to like get to a trailhead or like mm -hmm. a small pop-up camper you know it's got a standard roof rack with like crossbars on it i mean i think it's a cool area that like more manufacturers that are like that have a minivan like in the game i think they should like explore it a little bit i mean like why not i don't know what the sales numbers are going to be for it but i think it's it's worth applauding toyota for like kind of stepping into that area to do that i think they'll sell all of them probably i hope so it can't be that much of a it doesn't appear to be that much of a like a they're not strapping a bunch of hardware to it it's like mm -hmm. a couple of no. tweaks like get it out the door it's like some, like some extra accessories yeah mm -hmm. just lift it up a tiny bit but i don't know throw some like you know, some like Yokohama Geolander tires on that thing and just call it a day. I think that'd be awesome. Is it not come with a little bit more aggressive tire? Oh, I don't I think it does. It. I found the image. But they lift, they lift, they lift it up like I think 0.6 of an inch. So you've got a little bit more ground clearance. Yes. Thank you, Kyle Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> he did such a killer job photoshopping. That's such a good Photoshop. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah, green cars that's with funny. bronze wheels rock. Mm -hmm. No, that's yeah, that's 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 a win-win. <laughs> oh. And then you have also a C and a TRD, right? Oh, I wish. <laughs> well, that that was our that was our other <laughs> uh, render. That was oh yeah, that was cool. Like, I like that they put it in Moab too. <laughs> you know, I don't right. know who I don't know who this this Matthew Longton is, but he is a genius when it comes to photoshopping things. Is he? Yeah. Oh, some of his stuff he does before looks like it came straight out of like a automotive like manufacturers like like press launch or something. Yeah, nice. he's got a real gift for him for like just doing these crazy mockups that we all just like dream about crazily. Say, so, Matthew, I'm gonna apologize right now for not clicking onto your profile because I don't know <laughs> what's in the rest of your profile and I don't really want to have to edit the show. He's later, he's so. worth a follow. Matthew Longton <laughs> is his name. Yeah. <laughs> God, I'm trying to go back to my show notes. I feel like I wandered so far off topic. I love that Evan, Evan immediately was like, needs more wing. And he was like, I actually considered that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I definitely passed uh, 350Z yesterday with the largest wing I've ever seen. Like super structure up above, massive across. And then like wow. he'd accelerate in traffic and the whole thing would shake. And I was like, what's that going to do at speed? <laughs> There's an STI in my neighborhood that has a big wing and on the bottom of it, so you can see it from like down below, it says, caught you hating. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yes, yes, you did. That's hilarious. <laughs> yep. Oh. I thought I thought big wings were just there for uh, dinner. Isn't that what the big wing's for? You sit that's there, that's do. where you get you a couple of noodles. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, just get, a, get a, a eat off it. I've yeah. got a Veloster N this week, and it is as good as everyone said. Such a good car. So much fun. It's a it's not a, it's not a manual, but it's still a ton of fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's bar none probably one of the most fun cars you can buy on the road today. And yeah, it's there's very few cars that compare to how well that how, how well that thing drives. It's just such a I heavy like, little. Yeah, car. there it is. Yeah, I I'd like the Focus RS a little more, mm -hmm. a little bit, not mm -hmm. a lot more, but a little more. But you can't think about it anymore. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's that's 
That is a fun little car. Yeah. And practical hatchback. Right? Yeah. It's the it's I, the... I took a I took a picture of my uh I took a picture of my red solo cup sitting on the wing last night while we were playing <laughs> cornhole in the front yard. Nice. <laughs> I just rested my rested my drink up on the wing. <laughs> oh. It's the, it's the um, minivan hot hatch uh, podcast this week. Yeah, yeah we've, we've deviated off four by fours. I mean, I'm kind of okay with that. <laughs> we, we, we have gone down some crazy rabbit holes lately. Of just like part part of it is like I'm I'm stuck right now due to little league. Like three kids in little league. We as much as I want to camp, like it's mm-hmm. a, and we for two and a half weeks and this ended about a week ago, Kansas City decided to do its impersonation of Seattle, where literally every day there was some form of precipitation, whether it was just a sprinkle, whether it was torrential thunderstorms. Oh, no. And, and so, like, you'd be like, that all sucks. right, we're going to play tonight. We're playing at 6. It's sunny out. It's sunny out. It's sunny out. 4.30 hits. It's just enough sprinkle, and the league was like, nope, there's puddles on <sighs> the fields. We can't play tonight. So, like – yeah like it's just like it keeps extending the schedule so now like we finish up we, we normally finish up around second week of july and it looks like it's going to be around second week of july again like but like we can't get loose like it's the only open weekend was memorial day and we went and saw family mm-hmm. so like oh okay i have i have a hankering for camping um mm-hmm. i don't know that i told you guys that we bought a suburban yes okay so i have a nice for you yeah so it's a 2017. It has 22 inch okay. wheels with low profile Michelins. Nice. All right. <laughs> That's a good. I mean, at least it's excited. We we had a 2012 Yukon XL, and I threw two rods <laughs> dramatically in dra- dramatic fashion through the engine. That's uh, right. And there was a class action lawsuit up th- up through 2014. So anytime I hear someone who has one of those. And I hear it's 2014 or newer. I'm like, yes, sorry, that's 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 good. Oh my god! Like, oh, this is a discussion with Wade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 no. Yeah. yeah so every time yeah. the engine shakes, I, I think it, of I Wade. Kinda, <laughs> I cringe. I cringe a little bit when I think of that car because it 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 shuddered all the way back. I was trying to head back towards the GMC dealer, and uh, it just kept shaking and shaking, and I would have to like restart it and floor the engine just to get enough gas in there to move it a little bit. Oh my god! Eventually, just got it off the road and it made some amazing noises and at the the mechanic showed me a couple days later he's like you can see here and here where the rods tried to escape from the engine and it was oh yeah that was yeah that's messy yeah that's funny that you say it like that because like I, I feel like every one of those like classic car shows i go to and they always run the engine with nothing in it and they take bets on like how long it'll run kind of thing like those yeah. things i i feel like are always just kind of go <clears throat> and they they just stop. There's no like noise. There's no bangs. There's nothing. Oh, this was that sounds yeah. Spectacular. It was an it was a spectacular <laughs> failure. At least if it's gonna fail, it failed with like crazy noises and like oh my god. And I was at the bottom of a hill in the dark, and the car is cutting out. And I was just I just need to get up to the top of the other hill and just park it. And yeah. <laughs> so Yikes. you had tremor also. I had tremor. Yeah, tremor was one of the biggest vehicles that wasn't a, some sort of rental U-Haul type vehicle I've ever driven. Mm-hmm. They're massive. That's a big boy shark. Yeah, I had people, uh, actually it was in D.C. taking pictures. As I did, <laughs> I did some kind of like, you know, off-road pictures, but then 
I drove it through the middle of DC in the middle of the day and just took pictures. And uh, I actually had like a work truck stop me and it was like, what is that? Because like, <laughs> it, uh, it had manufacturer plates. And uh, and so I was like, oh, it's, you know, it's an actual package. And he was like, I didn't know if you just put the stickers on it. And I was like, no, no, it's that's a real, that thing was huge. Yeah. But it's kids winch, loved right? it. Uh, no, I didn't. That one didn't? I think yeah, I had another power it, wagon. Just, power wagon's got a winch on it. I thought I thought Trimmer had the ability to check a box and you got a winch, but uh, it's possible. But I'd, I mean, you guys know some of the press loaners; they check every box. So yeah. if it was on there, you know, just um, my the funniest thing was though um, the um, the steps that come down from the tailgate. If you extend them while it's in in uh, while it's while the tailgate's up, it sort of looks like a. Uh, yeah, <laughs> my, my my seven year old, uh, he was he was playing around the bed and he extended it and dropped it out. I was like, sort of looks like a GT three nine eleven or something with the oh you know the that's that pops up. Yeah, he kept popping it up. I saw a uh, I saw a, I don't know a Boxster or Panamera or something the other day. It was one of the ones that just sort of pops up a little bit and it looks mm-hmm. really out of place when it's up. And that was exactly what I thought about. I pointed to it and was like, hey, it looks like the F-150 we had the other day. <laughs> that is hilarious. I had no idea you could actually shut that with that, uh, what is yeah. it, the, the man step, quote unquote? Well, the man step yeah, is what it, Chevy it, called it. No, no. Is that yeah. what Chevy called it? Okay, well, whatever the, the power step, super power step yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But that's, it that's comes hilarious. In handy. Yeah. I, literally the first day I had, it, I had a neighbor come by who we're friends with and she's like, hey, I just bought a a table and chairs on craigslist any chance you could like help me go yeah. get it i was like yeah no problem i was like yeah i need i need to take some pictures of it with like crap in the bed anyway so i was like yeah let's go <laughs> dude that that's that, hilarious that step was was super helpful i mean it was mm-hmm. the heaviest table i've ever picked up and i wasn't sure if we were going to actually carry it <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh man so uh we had jeff on recently and one of the bits we were going to do is go and and instead of reading rugged radio comments that he has on his YouTube channel, we were going to read the comments from his tremor video. Oh boy. Oh, they God. are rough. Never read. Yeah. Never read, never read the, never comments. Read the comments. Yeah. <laughs> well, just oh, it's a, terrible. A, it's terrible. Just whole aspect is like, yes, it's a massive truck. And for someone in America, it makes a lot of sense for them. But for he himself, it didn't make any sense. at no. all. And he had, mm-hmm. he had, he had very valid points. Mm-hmm there's a lot of people running around in this country with bigger trucks than they actually need. Yeah. They're, uh, they're hauling, oh, no question. but this is America. So we drive yes. bigger stuff than we need. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And having driven across this country and, and driven around Europe and stuff, it's shocking how much bigger this country feels sometimes. Like my, uh, mm-hmm. my seven year old was like, what's it like driving across country? And I was like, long, like to go mm-hmm. across country in a reasonable amount of time, not talking like cannonball, but like, it's a it's double digits per day just to get to the next place you want to get to it's like how far is that oh it's 10 hours christ okay let's go yeah, like you yeah. know whereas uh it's, we spent a month driving around europe and it would be like okay so austria to italy or whatever okay it's five hours or whatever like you know okay you know <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. um yeah yeah that's that was a trip um we took in the, the jk last year and my two older kids eventually got a little annoyed because every day was like 10 hours like because you yeah. can't it's just, you know, in order to get anywhere, it's just, it takes so long. We're, we're headed to anyway, Whitefish. Anyway, big, big country. Yeah, we're headed to Whitefish this summer. And like, I'm already halfway across the country, right? You'd think it should be short for me. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. two full days. Wow. Oh, yeah. Like, it's 22 hours. Like, we are, 
Yep. We're, we're gonna the first day we're gonna push for twelve. So the second day is only ten. <laughs> Both of those are gonna uh, suck. Yeah, are you gonna go? Are you are you gonna go straight up north and then west, or where are you? So I think the way, actually the way out and the way back might be almost identical, but with like some cutoff, mm-hmm. um, we're going to do, I think both times out at South Dakota. Like, oh, so okay. That's, nice. That's 90, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So it's like 35 to 29, up to 90 and over. Well, you sure. said something earlier. I thought it was funny. It was, I thought of that trip that you just put up there was because that was in moab and a lot of the a lot of the trip we had was on like just sort of loose like you know trails and things where anything with you know normal crossover ground clearance would do fine mm-hmm. so right. we had a minivan with like kind of butch tires and like a slightly little more It'd be lift, fine. Like, done yeah like it was we didn't i mean that was you know that we didn't do like big moab trails we just we just tried to get to the campsite we had in moab which was like off the beaten path up mm-hmm. by a mountain and it was actually a it was suspended by a, um it was suspended up in a tree they had like a tent for us and everything which is cool but like we didn't do awesome. really special we saw normal crossovers and things drive up in there fine like that's why i think there's a there is a neat market for that mm-hmm. you know? so mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna pivot to robbie's photos now oh <laughs> man speaking of comfy off-roaders oh that is uh <laughs> I, w- I will say that that is actually not me driving. That is uh, Larry Villaquette from Automotive News, who was a blast to hang out with on that press trip. Um, but yeah, so that is the Outback Wilderness. I know you guys have talked about it a couple times on the show. I'll just touch on it really quick. Uh, Subaru did a fantastic job with it. They really didn't need to do much to the Outback, which is in itself a great vehicle to begin with to, mm-hmm. to make it even better off-road. Um, you know, you get the extra ground clearance, you get those Yokohama tires that are great. And they're actually really not loud on pavement, which is nice because some AT tires. I'm huge. fully like mm-hmm. between the Yokohamas and the Falcon Wild Peak ATs, mm-hmm. not the MTs, but the ATs. Mm-hmm. Like, I think once I finally buy 18 inch wheels for the Suburban, mm-hmm. which is going to be very far in the future because I've got 70,000 miles of Michelins to go. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think I, I don't think I'm going as extreme. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think I need a KO2. I, I love the Toyos that are on the Sequoia when we were in the mud, but like I I think I just need a regular I just want something that has more of a reinforced sidewall. I don't need mm-hmm. the aggressive tread. Yeah, and these these geolanders are perfect for that. I mean, with the uh, outback wilderness is like the the X mode, like all wheel drive system, like they recalibrated it. So you get a lot more wheel spin. Yeah. That photo is a lot steeper than it actually looks. I mean, it we did things with, steep. <laughs> we did, we did things with a Subaru Outback that I didn't even imagine were possible to do. Um, and I know I'm like a little bit of a Subi fanboy, but like, you know, Subaru, they killed it with this thing. I mean, I think it's going to sell really well. I think that your, your people that want just like a little bit of extra, like, you know, momentum to like get out into like the deeper back country are going to buy it. You know, people that are like doing severe, you know, like overlanding, this is not really the vehicle for them, but these are people like, you know, if you do want to go farther out into like the back country to go find a crag to go climbing at, or, you know, if you do want to do some like snowshoeing, like in the, in the backwoods or something, and you just need that extra ground clearance and you need a, a, more of a sturdy roof rack to like put like a roof tent on. I mean, 
this is perfect yeah you got all the skid plates. plates underneath it you can actually get all um all sorts of skid plates and underbody protection for it. it's really not even that expensive i think it's like six or seven hundred dollars for like the entire thing underneath to be oh wow protected. from the factory mm-hmm. um that's cool yeah then the the front trail camera is is awesome i mm. mean we're, there were there were times when we, we were at holly oaks off-road park in michigan um and there were times where we would be going up super super steep hills or like cresting like banks and you just like tap that button and it would stay on for a little bit and you could just like literally like you look down at the camera to navigate around and um i was very very shocked at how good this thing was off road um hmm. no hesitation at all climbing really steep hills you know you could just spin the wheels and it would just get you up there um the downhill uh i guess you could almost call it like a downhill like crawl assist like we're going down and it like slowly controls the vehicle that works Descent really well control. descent control there we go um mm-hmm. and the last thing i'll say about the outback wilderness is like they really listened to their super really listened to their target audience like people you know like me who like to mountain bike or like go skiing or want something that like you know i don't need a full-blown pickup truck or like a jeep Deep Wrangler or something like I just need something like a little bit of a soft off-roader with extra capability um mm-hmm. you know they put like these like bright dome lights in the trunk when you open it up so if you want to like set up your campsite at night or yeah that uh, was Jeff commented on those too yeah and the the one thing that I think kind of got overlooked in some of the other reviews I read of uh the uh wilderness version was like they specifically put the headliner on the inside of this car to be black and the reason being is this so that when you're like loading a mountain bike or loading camping gear, if you scuff the roof, you're not going to see it. And right. like you can look at the roof of my my Sabaru and there's all sorts of marks in my mountain bike or like camping gear and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, they did a great job. And what's what's fantastic is, is it's, you can drive it totally, totally fine just on the road as an everyday driver on pavement, you know, whether around town or like on the highway because it's super, super comfortable. Ross made the comment a couple weeks ago. He was like, Hey, so, you know, like at the trailhead where you see all those outbacks and mm-hmm. cross tracks, like you're just going to see a different variant of outback there now as well. Like, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. Do you know, is it, is it a turbo four or did they go with a bigger V6? No. So it's still the turbocharged four cylinder. Okay. Um, and they just re they did like a little bit of tuning of the gearing so that you have like a lot more like torque available, like at lower RPMs. Um, I actually think it drives a lot better, like torque, like just the, the, the overall feel and like the availability of the torque, it comes out a lot smoother and easier compared to like the other turbocharged and like uh, turbocharged Outback. I think like the Onyx, like XT has it or whatever the XT trim is. Um, but like around town, it's not as like lurchy and like laggy, like the torque really comes out a lot smoother, which helps you when you're trying to like go off-roading. So I guess my, it's kind of a lame, weird question. No, my mom has sorry. my mom has an ascent mm-hmm. okay so it's the same 2.4 turbo four cylinder mm-hmm. her ascent okay to me like mom car like it's it's a mm-hmm. I, I i jokingly refer to it as her station wagon like and the mm-hmm. more and more i look at an ascent <laughs> i think they're just all it's a big station wagon, wagon. Like, yeah. it's literally, <laughs> like, there's nothing about the body lines of an ascent that makes me go that's an suv or right, a crossover right. even like freaking station wagon just happens to be slightly higher off the ground um but don't i yeah i don't need to tell her that but like when they first got it the accelerator pedal like you would tap it and the thing would jump 
mm-hmm. forward. And that was like my dad's only complaint about it. Cause first of all, he's <laughs> riding in the passenger seat while mom was driving. And so like every time he was blaming her, like mm-hmm. Carmen, stop putting your foot down. Mm-hmm. And then he finally drove it and was like, Oh no, it's the car. It's not her. Like it was like an on off mm-hmm. switch mm-hmm. as opposed to like a gradual acceleration. Yeah, it's and and I think with the Outback Wilderness is like the, the the gearing and tuning that they did to it, like it's it's way smoother. Like I had a uh, an an Outback about a year ago. I can't remember exactly which trim it was. It was one of the higher up ones with the turbo in it. Um, and yeah, it did it did definitely feel like a little bit of like jumpy a little bit. But with this Wilderness, it's it's so much smoother. I I really want to buy one. <laughs> I hope I can buy one at some point because it's 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 everything I need in a view. Well, it's it's attainable for you. Yeah, it's not expensive. It's it's actually cheaper, I believe, than like whatever the top trim is. I think the top trim is like the Touring or the Touring XT, whatever the Touring I, XT sounds right. Yeah, yeah, I'm blanking on their trim ladder, but it's positioned like slightly below it. I mean, you can get it, uh, it out the door. Thirty eight. Yeah, you can get it, and there's no real options you really put on it. So I mean, you get it out the door for like thirty eight, thirty nine, whatever destination is. Um, I mean, it's a hell of a lot of vehicle for a little under forty grand holy crap like mm-hmm. like comparative vehicles are rav4 trd off-road mm-hmm. like that's way up there and that's only mm-hmm. 37 and a cherokee trailhawks 37 like mm-hmm. thirty-eight thousand dollars for that seems incredibly cheap actually yeah and i think that and again i have not driven both of those uh trim versions of the rav4 or the cherokee but i would say that the Subaru, it, the Outback Wilderness is definitely a lot more capable than that, that than that Rav Four, um, TRD mm. off road. But I, I've driven, f- I've driven both of those. The mm-hmm. the Cherokee's shockingly capable. Mm-hmm. Uh, the TRD is just a lift, you know, Rav Four essentially with yeah. some mm-hmm. underbody cladding. Yeah, so yeah. I'd be curious to see how the Cherokee like uh, Trailhawk would do up against the Subaru. That'd be an interesting. I mean, I know they're not 100 like the exact same size and segment per se, but that would be an interesting combination. Mm-hmm. And we need more wagons, mm-hmm. even yeah, though it's more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as I'm making fun of the assembly <laughs> wagon, like we need more wagons. Yeah. That's all my suburban is. I treat it as a family wagon. Like it's mm-hmm. not. And the Outback is definitely over the past couple of years, like it's definitely like more so a crossover now. But I mean, to me, in my mind, it's always a wagon. I mean, it looks like a wagon. It has the, the, the practicality of a wagon. It drives oh, yeah. like a wagon. Yeah. It's, it's 100% a wagon. <clears throat> I had another, another pivot and I forgot it now. Man, don't you hate when your brain does that? I had I a great so segue lined up to go to the next thing and now I can't. Oh, attainable versus unattainable. Let's talk about your unobtainium. <laughs> The Land Cruiser that I've yes. Uh, so yeah, I've got a 20, 2021 Toyota Land Cruiser Heritage Edition, and I've put four hundred miles on it in the five days I've had it now. Um, highway trips around town. Um, I've done a tiny, 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 tiny bit of off roading with it. Um, I have decided that it is the greatest vehicle ever made, and everybody should go buy one, especially this year because <laughs> not going to have it after this year. Um, it's okay it's it's fantastic in every way this is coming from a guy who owned a 1994 land cruiser and i have not and i guess i had an 05 lx2 for a bit but mm-hmm. i've never been like ridden in a 200 series mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's so good i love it it's literally my only complaint and this is such a, a first world problem complaint on this like 
90,000, however, 1,000. I couldn't find the Monroney for it, but I think the heritage starts at like 85 or 90. Yeah, it's like um, 90, 90 grand of Land Cruiser, mm -hmm. no matter what. Um, but the the only, literally the only gripe I have about the vehicle is that there are no physical buttons or knobs for the fan speed. So when you put on the air conditioning or the heater, you have to do it through the touchscreen, the up and down part. But just, just press auto mm. and leave it alone. Oh, I hate automatic climate control. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm a, I'm in, I'm in the minority. I feel like a lot of people like praise it, but no, the, the Land I Cruisers. I, I think you're actually the majority. I think the minority is people who actually hit auto and don't touch it. William, what do you do? <laughs> I usually do auto. However, in the in the Veloster this week, I feel mm -hmm. like whether it's on 65 or 75, the fan is like max. And so I have been kind of like playing around with the fan button. Uh, same in my M4. I feel like it's no matter what it's on, the fan's so loud that I have mm -hmm. to like actually move the button around. <laughs> Dude, that's actually, that's funny. I feel like that's a an auto writer Twitter thing too, where we always discuss that, and most people yeah. hate the auto feature mm -hmm. because of what exactly what William just described of like it's never it's never going to turn down the fan. Well, yeah, it's like you're, you're you're trying yeah. to have a conversation and you tap auto climate control and it's like mm -hmm. oh yeah, so my day was <laughs> it's just like mm -hmm. which okay describing a feature that I didn't realize that I bought until my brother-in-law bought a new gm product and then described the feature to me and then I, while i was using the suburban I went, oh i guess it does that too uh oh on no no it's it's actually a good feature okay. uh you get in the car it's hot mm -hmm. I call the wife as you do to say hey i'm headed home and as it connects the call the car turns yes. down the fan speed huh and then, so you can have your conversation. And as soon as I hang up the call, the fan speed comes right back up. What car was that? It's a 2017 Chevy Suburban. My brother-in-law has I, a, oh God, I don't know the year, but he's got a Sierra 2500 HD. Mm -hmm. And his also does that. As soon as he connects the call, the fan speed slows down. Mm -hmm. Have the conversation. Hit yes, hang up, I was, fan speed I was just right about up. to point out, yeah, we just got my wife a 2018 GLS um, Mercedes and um, it was something she pointed out yesterday. She's like, did you know that the fans drop when the call connects through like CarPlay or whatever? I was like, yeah. I didn't, but that's really cool. <laughs> Gosh, I've not paid attention enough to, yeah. to notice that. <laughs> I, I jumped to generations of vehicle when we went all the way to a 2017. Like before mm -hmm. that, the newest thing we'd ever had was a 2013. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I love the Land Cruiser. Yeah, we it's replaced her. Fantastic. Yeah, we okay. replaced her 2012 GL with a 2018 GLS, so it was shocking how much better some of the elements of it were. <laughs> Do you like the uh, MBUX, the multimedia system? Uh, that's all right. It's, um, it's not a it's not a touchscreen, which mm -hmm. is always bugs me. So like, um, I have so many press cars that when it's not a touchscreen and I have to use the dial in some way, I'm kind of like, eh. like I, I want to have the option to just reach out and poke the screen, you know, but right. Mazda and some others, you know, Lexus, oh, yeah. that's just not an option here. Yeah. I, I've playing with more touchscreen stuff and then I could do Android auto instead. And I was like, Oh, I'll just, just leave it in the Android. But hearing the way the Chevy will read a text message versus the way that Google will read the text message in two different female voices, definitely threw me off the other day 
That's funny. There, there, there are extra women in the car. How did this happen? Like, I don't need any of that, guys. I have plenty. Okay. Two different voices were talking to me. Robbie, you also had Defender too, didn't you? Oh, yeah. That was a long Ooh. time ago. Uh, yeah, I had the Defender 110 back in January. Um, God, that was a long There's, time ago. That's like 17 years ago. Yeah, I was going to say, what year is it? In terms well, of the way yeah. pandemic speed COVID has time. Worked, yeah. yeah, I was going to say. Exactly. But, the Defender was fantastic. I uh, took it uh, winter backpacking, actually. I went up to a state park way in northern Wisconsin and uh, spent a quick winter backpacking overnight. And the Defender, I don't know if I had, uh, well, what, Land Cruiser's like 85, 90, Defender fully Defender's loaded. Right you could it, get up it? there with Maybe it. Maybe a little yeah. Yeah. Easily starts you know at 80, I think, doesn't it? That'd be, that would be so hard. Because, I again, I also completely fell in love with the Defender. I think that they're, it's so hard these days and, like, you know, you two can probably attest to this, but it's so hard these days to like get in a new car and feel somewhat of kind of like an emotional attachment to it. Um, it's, that it's special, yeah. Yeah, and like the Veloster, I yeah. feel like you can definitely connect with. Um, and mm-hmm. the I felt really like attached to like the Defender and then also this like Land Cruiser. It's like, oh, I just love this thing. It fits me really yeah. well. You feel like it's got character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that would be a tough, tough pick between oh, Land Cruiser or Defender, but the Toyota, obviously. I doubt I'm the first person on the podcast to. I doubt I'm the first person on the podcast to do this, but I have to use the restroom. I'll be right back. No, you're not not the first. You're good, man. (laughs) Sorry, that's what I I thought happened when you dropped. Take the year by up. (laughs) (laughs) He went out and came back. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, all right, we talked to Zach Clapman last week, Mm -hmm. or two weeks ago, however. For for the show, it'll feel like last week. Um, He took a F-150 Power Boost. William's been replaced by a dog. That's amazing. Oh, my God. It's like a doodle, too. <laughs> woof. Woof, 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 woof. Sorry, audio listeners. William's dog just walked <laughs> into the camera instead of William. That's a very cute dog, if you, if you can't see him. Okay, so with F-150 Lightning releasing, and mm-hmm. part of what my wife heard in the sales pitch was, oh, if the power's out, you can plug in the truck and you can run the house. Yeah, it's a pretty cool, pretty cool feature. And I... So, I think, and it's legitimate, like it's, it's, it's an actual thing. It's not like just like a talking point, but. Right. Um, but that that's F-150 lightning though, right? Yes. That's F-150 lightning. The, the full electric one that's coming so out. So Zach also mentioned that the F-150 power boost hybrid can do the same function. I know it has the onboard, uh, whatever it is, the, the pro power generator, right. which is super cool. Um, so you can use the pro power generator to power the house. Yes. So on the F-150 Lightning, there's there's an extent at which that power runs out. But I think with the F-150 Lightning, I think you can power like a house. I'd have to look at the numbers, but right. I, I didn't, honestly, I did not know you could power the power like a house with the, the F-150 Hybrid, the power boost. Like I didn't right. know that was like, a, so I know, I, it had the generator. I didn't know people like were using it to power the houses, but right. um, I know exact- with the F-150, Oh, Zach mentioned no no because I, th- I think you'd be super on board with this too zach mentioned that with the the power boost generator mm-hmm. running the engine at full load it could run for two days he said 48 hours at full like max load kind of thing for the generator and that's what the f-150 lightning i think i think it said like on low power like demand like you know like if you have just a couple lights on in your house or like your refrigerator like right i think an f-150 lightning can power your house for like about the same time if not more in fact you know what i've got the 
got the press release up right now. I'm just going right. to look it up. So Zach's second comment was at light load. So full load was two days at light load. He said 80, I think 85 hours. That's crazy. So wow. like if all I'm burning is the furnace and in the refrigerator, like, so it made me think of the super harsh winter we had last year where I'm in Kansas city. I'm in the Midwest. We are prepped for harsh winter here, but even we had rolling blackouts mm -hmm. through the middle of that polar vortex. Mm -hmm. Now it never actually hit us at this house here, <laughs> but we had a, not a, a lot of neighboring or neighboring neighbors. That sounds terrible of neighborhoods near us <laughs> where they suffered through sometimes it was only it sometimes it was like five hours like the power would be off so this is this is from the the press release i'm looking at it right now so um with the extended range battery which they haven't announced the exact size of that battery yet but that's the one that gets you like 300 miles per charge okay um if you use 30 kilowatts your 30 kilowatt hours a day um, the uh, F-150 Lightning with that bigger battery pack can power full power a house for up to three days or up to 10 days if the power is rationed. Holy crap. Wow. Yeah. So That's I don't know wild. exactly what the, the power is rationed if it's like, you know, like leave your ac on for an hour turn it off and then like kick it yeah. back on at night or something like that. That's but I think that's, exactly that's pretty impressive. So mm -hmm. Now that makes me think maybe I do want the full EV. Because mm -hmm. with because with Zach's example, he was like, "You just got to go fill up with gas again, man, and then you're good to go." Like they didn't mm -hmm. run out of gas. Like I don't know how Texas handled it. Like if they actually had gas stations closed mm -hmm. because everything was so cold. But like our gas stations are open all winter. Like it's going to be really interesting to see with these EVs coming out. Like what other EVs kind of offer the same thing. Like Rivian with their R1s and R110, they're going to have that onboard generator too, where you can like charge things at the campsite or they're also doing like vehicle to vehicle charging um i don't does the gmc hummer ev have an onboard generator i can't not, remember not if i've that seen I've that seen or not yet. it yeah. needs one because that's going to be a big i think right. like selling point for some of these like ev pickup trucks and suvs well did i so, see that the extended range lightning was um commercial only or was that a errant headline Oh, I don't know. I thought it. I thought the yeah that popped up would be more popped up last week. Yeah, I know that popped up last can... week that the extended. So the <laughs> I found a headline for Hummer, the 2024 GMC Hummer is hmm. going to offer an onboard electric generator like function called Power Station and be able to draw three kilowatts of power from the vehicle's battery. Hmm. Three, Three kilowatts, kilowatts sound like much. Or yeah, because like I'm, and I don't know if that's, yeah, I don't know, because like this F-150 lightning, well, it's like an average of this 30. This is a nice article. Thank you, Nick at GM Authority. Who, hey, it's Nick. I just realized it's Nick Saperito. Maybe I need to move <laughs> on. Uh, so I'm going to trust these numbers then because I know the guy who wrote the website. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So he has uh, on here that Pro Power Onboard will only run two or 2.4 kilowatts. But the hybrid model has an optional 7.2 kilowatt generator. Okay, so that would make sense a little bit more than. Yeah, the 7.2 is okay. the one that gets yeah. you the four 120 volt outlets <clears throat> and the 1240 volt. Mm -hmm. And that's out of the hybrid. 
Yeah, and no, William, I'm I'm curious about that uh, that thing you read because like I I I'm pretty sure Ford is giving both that 230 mile battery pack and that 300 for for. Uh, it was the uh, it was the extended range pro, so maybe not all extended range, but the mm -hmm. extended range pro is what I'm finding here was for commercial customers only. Huh. So I don't know what the pro gets you over just a regular old extended range. Yeah, it's a very ambiguous article. Yeah, the 300 mile extended range pro is for commercial customers only. I'm not sure how. I've got a bunch of headlines, but I'm not sure how confirmed those are. So the one I got, again, I don't know how uh, this article, I definitely am not going to trust like I trusted Nick's. It says the extended range coming in at 49,974, $49,000. offers you the same range as the $90,000 Platinum. And they're like, what's up $49,000? Like that's the whole point of their ar our article is like, you can get the extended range in a much cheaper truck. Oh, I'm gonna have to do some research. That's pretty. Uh... But, you My know, wife I, mean... I did the math on the on the 300 mile range. Like she wouldn't have to. She wouldn't have to plug it in for like 15 days. Her, her commute's like seven miles. Like it's. And and honestly, like I was I was truthfully like pretty skeptical about the F-150 Lightning. Um, I'm still like a little on the fence about like electric pickup trucks, but um, I think with the range, the styling, it doesn't look as like stupidly ridiculous as like the tesla cybertruck does um it's not real you know, it's it, it's yeah it's not real um <laughs> you know you've got ford's dealership network there you know you've got all these like good incentives like with the f-150 um lightning like i think they're giving people like two or three years of free charging or something like that i, I um, thought i saw something like that yeah i think honestly and with that price i think ford's got it in the bag i think they're gonna sell mm -hmm. really really well and i think that's gonna i think the f-150 lightning is really gonna help bring more awareness to like electric vehicles and then more people are going to go buy the Mach-E and some of these other like electric cars mm -hmm. that Ford's got coming down the pipeline so, too. Here, here's my favorite thing with uh, electric pickup trucks, right? Mm -hmm. So you see the pricing for GMCs, you see the pricing for Rivian, you see the pricing for Fords mm -hmm. and you see the quote price for the, the Cybertruck, right? I don't even know what it is. What is it? Oh man. I'll... I, I, mean, I, I it's They're not going to... Yeah, I don't it, think they're gonna make it. I, it was that like thing 80. Is so stupid. Oh God! I think it was like eighty grand <laughs> because they were quoting the Rivians being like ninety, Fords being ninety, GMC being hundred, whatever, and then the mm -hmm. Cybertruck was like thirty. I was like, that's not. <laughs> right. uh, man, I'm going through my own mentions to try to get back to this thing, um, and it's gonna take me forever, so I'm gonna give up on it. But it was a guy who clearly was a Tesla fanboy. Mm -hmm. trying to point out the fact that the Cybertruck seemed to be the cheapest of the four. And my only reaction to that statement is three of those vehicles have more than one test vehicle that has already been built. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's only one example of a Cybertruck. Yeah. And there's, there's no way. I mean, I'll, I'll say it right now. And if I, if I end up being wrong, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll owe somebody a pack of beer or something, but like, there's no way the Cybertruck's going to sell for that for $30,000. There's no way that truck is going to sell for under $50,000. I don't even think no it's going to look like it all. looks. No, it's not. I mean, there's, there's, there's just <laughs> no way that the, techno not. <laughs> the technology for, for, for batteries is not going to be that cheap. And all the, the stuff, the Cybertruck is promising. 
Right. Like you look at the numbers, you look at the power chain numbers, you look at the, the specs for the towing and stuff. There's no way they'll be able to make the technology that cheaper to sell it for like 40, 30 grand. Like, no. Yeah. Because I've heard people say like, like solid state batteries, like it's going to be batteries of the future to get them to the numbers that they are. Yeah. And we're still, we're still probably a decade away from solid state batteries. Right. You know, it's just, yeah, I've, I've seen people online or on Twitter be like, oh yeah, the Cybertruck, it's going to cost twice as less as the F-150 Lightning. And I'm just like, no, it's not. It physically is not possible. <laughs> it's like, ugh. You know what's a better electric truck we should talk about is the canoe. Oh, the canoe. But is th- it's adorable and it looks I, great and it looks fun. I want to like the canoe. I think they're too late. Oh, you think so? I, I think Rivian will beat them to market. I think we already have an electric F-150. Like, I, like once, I, I shouldn't say I think Rivian. I, and, and I've said this many times on the show, like I have no investment in Rivian, but like, oh my God, I like it. I love the idea of it. It was the first one to me that actually made the most sense for an EV other than a small car. It was like, hey, it's a truck and it's an SUV. Awesome. They're they're going to succeed, no doubt. I have no I have no hesitation or doubt with Rivian. They're gonna they're gonna absolutely succeed. The only the other thing that makes me concerned is the Lincoln deal falling through. Mm-hmm. Like I know Ford Ford is still a major investor. They have tons of investment dollars in Rivian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the fact that the Lincoln deal fell through kind of worried me a little bit because Rivian that was going to develop an EV platform for Lincoln. Yes, but just because they're from what i understand like yeah they're not gonna have like a uh a lincoln badge product on top of a rivian chassis and everything um from what i understand their partnership is still in existence like they're still going to be working together on you know ford has uh an explorer electric coming there's going to be probably an escape and an expedition light electric coming down the pipeline same with navigator and aviator um, and I, you know, I can almost guarantee you they're going to tap into Rivian for some of the technology, you know, it might not use that platform per se, so like Rivian's uh, like platform, but they're going to definitely collaborate together on some that, of that lessens my concerns then, because I, mm-hmm. I think Ford's knowledge of how to ramp up production is going to be invaluable to Rivian mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I still, I still don't think Tesla's work but they don't always work well for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. bumpers fall off due to rain. The roof rain flies off. The, the roof flies off. Eh? Yeah. Rain runs into the trunk. Like they're, the car starts on fire and you can't get out of it because the door handles don't work. Like it's, it's just not a good car. Like I hate to say it. Like it's just, it's dangerous. I, I had a discussion recently with someone I didn't expect to be Tesla Stan. Is that a thing? I'm, I'm showing my age right now. Um, Something like that. And someone who was just like, nope, he's got the market beat. They're all going to do this. I was like, listen, I understand that he's been investing in things that weren't, that are outside the automobile world. I understand that. I don't appreciate being grouped into their beta test. They're not testing their own vehicles. Their customers are testing their vehicles and the rest of us are just bystanders in the tests. Right, right. I think, I, I like the idea of electric vehicles. I would, buy a tesla i don't know that i'd ever use that system in a tesla mm-hmm. i never want the vehicle to drive for me 
I will probably die before I think I see that system exist that I would then rely on fully. That you would mm-hmm. trust it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I think that's like, as, as long as a human still has to be there to intercede, not fully trusting the system. Like, it's mm-hmm. got to be 100% foolproof, right? Well, there's yeah, I used only, to commu- uh, mm-hmm. I, I was going to say, I used to commute like a uh, commute an hour, an hour and a half each way. And I was mm-hmm. begging for this, for those systems to advance. And now I, I, I move closer in and it's, I don't drive anywhere now because I work at home, but like, you know, <laughs> yeah, my, my new commute was like eight minutes and I suddenly find myself like not caring whether, <laughs> whether this advance, it's going to be the people that are driving longer distances every day that are going to be the, the ones who really mm-hmm. want this to work. And post COVID and telework and things, I think you're going to see less of a, you know, desire to have that. So yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Like a long distance cross country trip or a vacation or something. Absolutely. But like, but like you were just saying, like, if I have to sit there and pay attention, I might as well drive because at least it gives me something to do. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, a really and, good point. And like the radar adaptive cruise control. Oh, my God. The radar adaptive cruise control <laughs> that we have now is so much better than what it was that's, in 2012. Mm-hmm. And the way that that system problem solves. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I'm, I'm sure I've told the story on the podcast before, but like we had a 2021 Expedition Max last spring so as lockdown mm-hmm. was occurring we were headed to colorado for our spring break trip only to turn around and drive home mm-hmm. the same day mm-hmm. um because we were like oh everything's shutting down in winter park yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like i guess we're going home and then it was uh do you stop in Hayes or do you keep driving all the way home to kansas city because like we don't know how contagious it was all yet so like we we can mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. that that cruise control system and those driver alert functions in the Expedition Max did a great job of helping me navigate that vehicle safely. Mm-hmm. And I could have somebody pass me and then pull out pretty close behind them because I'd run up on the back of a semi and the system didn't freak out. Mm-hmm. It could all, it was already doing the math on like, nope, that gap's opening. We can be calm. We don't have to freak out. Like, mm-hmm. And that gap would continue to open, but then I'd pass the other vehicle. And I appreciated how much more math and software they had done on radar cruise control because the first time i had it in explore if you pulled out behind somebody it'd slam on the brakes so oh, hard terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. the gap didn't exist and even in the suburban we have now every now and then like i'll pull out and it'll give me the little crash warning mm-hmm. but it won't like take control mm-hmm. i'm like mm-hmm. no no come on we're good guys like we're good. i'm just basically admitting to how bad a driver i am i think is <laughs> <laughs> well, Ford, Ford's Ford's Copilot, uh, I think it's like Copilot 360, 360, is a pretty good ADAS system. I mean, suite of ADAS tech. I mean, like with the lane keeping assist and the the adaptive cruise control, like that's definitely probably one of the better ones on the market. Mm-hmm. I drove from here to New Orleans in a Golf R, and uh, between the lane keeping assist and the radar cruise control, mm-hmm. I it definitely knew if you didn't touch the steering wheel, but I probably could have gotten away with not touching the steering wheel mm-hmm, mm-hmm. quite for, you know, quite some time, especially Long, on like longer 90, than you should have 95, you know, where it doesn't really change much, you know, like you hit, you know, you, you move over and hit the signal and it would speed mm-hmm. up and pass people and it would adjust the wheel enough um, to where, you know, it would stay on a highway for quite some time without, a lot of in, you know interference. So or, you weren't really ping ponging in the lane. 
No, it would stay. It did a it did a better job of some of them. I had a Yukon XL loner that I felt like it would overcorrect a little bit and it would kick me back towards the other side and then overcorrect that way and then red light would pop on. It was like, all right, you do it, asshole. It was just like, you know. <laughs> the truck um, was throwing up its hands. Yeah, it was like, fine. I don't care. Like, I can't um, do it. You do it. Yeah, you heard the driver. Um, At least it admitted it to it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, all right, we're done. <laughs> I would say that... Uh, kind of like what you were saying like how like some of the overcorrecting is like way it's like a little too intense and whatnot um mm. jaguar land rovers lane keeping assist or lane departure like warning like that to me is like that it i love the defender it's excellent but like i remember when i was driving three or four hours north on the highway it's like you know i kind of would play yeah it was like pong it was like i'd like to I'd play mm-hmm. the game where i'd like all right all right is it gonna kick in is it gonna kick in and then it finally engages really late and it's just just like it's like yep. oh like you know mm-hmm. i just kept that off the entire time but and i think i think the uh hummer ev suv just tying it back to suvs and off-roading i think that's gonna have gm's super cruise if i recall correctly mm-hmm. interesting um which i have not driven i've not driven a vehicle with super cruise I mean, I mm-hmm. well, and Ford has their own version called Blue Cruise. That's on right. Mm-hmm. That's on the F one fifty Lightning. Yeah, on the, I think that's like the Mach E's gonna have it too. Yeah, <laughs> but Ford also came out and like they understood that. Like, I, I, sometimes I feel like we're like a Ford fanboy podcast because literally, like, I'm I I work in marketing, so like their marketing team has done such a great job of laying things out for us over the last two years of like, mm-hmm. dude, they slow dripped Bronco release so well. <laughs> so well. That's all we talked about for like four months. Mm-hmm. And now all we're talking about is the fact that you can't get one for a while. But that's yeah. not the, that's not the marketing team's fault. Like that's the entire mm-hmm. auto industry relying on one factory. For Boy, them. are people pissed off that the Bronco is delayed. Well, it's, mm-hmm. Oh, man. I think yeah. Camille has one pre-ordered yes he does yeah he's, he's yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. he's been not yeah he, he, he sorry had a, buddy an angry face yeah he, uh, he's been yeah he's been <laughs> tweeting about that, that pretty often <laughs> I felt bad for him yeah having one of the people that i've met in real life i uh we kind of have a joking back and forth rivalry so i was kind of like ah, oh, sorry <laughs> 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 too bad yeah <laughs> the hummer looks really big on the inside but it, it mm-hmm. is really big right like it's a big vehicle it's Massive, yeah. Nine thousand. What do we, do we do? We care about the crab walk, or what do you what do you guys think? I I think it's interesting, but like, I think Rivian. I I like Rivian's tank turn better. Oh, that's mm-hmm. really cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the tank yeah. turn's pretty sweet. <laughs> Spin really on your cool. own yeah. access, yes, please. Yeah, but I did that. We can, a, we can yeah. go sideways off the mountain. Wait, no. Yeah, I did that in a Focus RS, but it was more of a just you know hold the wheel to one side <laughs> and floor <Yeah>. it. <laughs> <laughs> was the, didn't top gear have that for a while they had like a a london taxi where that they had swapped the bottom body onto like a subaru or something that would just sit there and oh that's access cool. turns right or yeah. access donuts the the crab yeah, seems pretty cool but there's a i think in one of the press press launch press launch videos like for the hummer ev like there's a video of like it actually like going through an obstacle course sideways with the crab lock and I when i first saw show, that, I was yeah like, yeah <laughs> show me yeah show me me what i can do with it that, that matters you know like they showed it like merging onto the highway on that like spy photo the other day and it's mm-hmm. like okay like <laughs> so, like <laughs> what is you know 
what does that do that a regular car couldn't do? I think, yeah, showing it in like practical applications, mm -hmm. you know, will make it a little less gimmicky, maybe. All of my search results were our YouTube videos, and I need, mm -hmm. I can't, I can't do YouTube and YouTube. <laughs> uh, oh, there we go. Press room. Please be the right one. Nope, don't need the volume. We're on an ocean. Nope. Again, I had one that had an obstacle, William, and now it's oh, nice. they're like, no, hold on. You're on the beach and there are no obstacles. Let's show how we walk <laughs> around stuff. Like that's not helpful. I do like how they call it crab walk. I think that's pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very descriptive. Mm -hmm. Ooh, this one's this it's better than something like super testosterone y, like super walk or something like that. Cyclone mm -hmm. walk. Yeah. Let's see if right, it does it. Right. I don't okay. I don't know how he's getting out of here. So we'll just kind of oh. Yeah, look at that. Look at oh. that. Isn't that cool? Like, <laughs> That's like, crazy. Hey, there's your jersey barriers, Robbie. There's they're right there for you. Yeah, it's a jersey barrier. Yeah, You're yeah. learning. <laughs> so that like it makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. And yeah. if it's an off-road yeah. obstacle, okay. But like yeah. the video that they're many, of community. How many scenarios? Yeah, how many scenarios are you gonna have exactly like that? So it's like, oh I'm stuck here. Oh, it's okay. I have crab log. <laughs> I'm just going to use it to show off if I ever drive one. Oh, they no slip, question. They slipped the Sprinter van into the back of their uh, video there. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm just going to crab walk all over. Yeah. If they ever, yeah. The first time I drive one, yeah, I would just crab walk into parking go to, spots go to, and go to Target and just set up an obstacle course and be like, watch this. Then... Right. <laughs> it would give Target dad something to look at. So mm -hmm. that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that neither of you hesitated on that reference. You're like, yes, we know. No, yeah. Okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. The poor bastards in the parking lot. Yep. <laughs> so you know everyone's in committed relationships. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sweet guys, you've gone a while. Mm -hmm. We didn't talk about Lexus J two hundred one. It's a Lexus LX that has a Magnuson supercharger on it, which is bonkers, and yeah. it looks like a vehicle that you would find in Halo or. <laughs> some other terrifying robbie do like, you know who put that space. together i do not who put it together the uh the team over at expedition overland no <laughs> kidding yes we actually wow. had rochelle on and talked about it with rochelle <laughs> well, well we had rochelle and clay but because it's how gonna... i know robbie doesn't listen to the podcast <laughs> no i <laughs> 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 I listen. I will admit, I'm like four episodes behind. I I need to catch up. I'm, Dude, you're yeah. so good. I just like I wanted to. I literally wanted that joke and that joke alone. I'm sorry. Hey, <laughs> it's okay. It's, 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 it's well deserved. I am far behind on my podcast game. I actually have like my Apple Podcast things like queued up, and it's like I just need to like See, hit play and I, just. I assumed you listened to it during uh, recovery from your knee, and so that would it could have been uh, drug altered. <laughs> so you probably listened to the episode you just don't remember that you listened to it possibly i took a lot of painkillers exactly <laughs> knee, knee surgery will do that to people mm -hmm. but yeah that 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 uh j201 concept is pretty cool and it's going to debut at this year's uh rebel rally which is the one where they have like a, a female driver and a female navigator and yep. I, it's a super super cool, cool thing that goes on and mm -hmm. um definitely uh, excited to watch it this year we we had emmy hall on two weeks ago nice she's cool yeah she's like but we it was the first time we had emmy but we didn't have her navigator normally we have emmy and rebecca together when we have mm -hmm. her and her her stories are still hilarious 
but she was. It, it's such a cool event. Yeah. Like, well, I, I, I am super excited. I love, I love tuning into it whenever that happens. Well, like, just they're going back them. with the Rivian. Oh, nice. So they're they're going back with the Rivian because she just did a Nora Mexican One Thousand with a Volkswagen ID Four and Tanner Faust. That's an impressive feat. Who who got that Volkswagen up to like 107 miles an hour on the desert lake beds? Just watching its range, just like yes, yeah, they, 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 yeah. She said that they uh, were able to keep it charged because on the transit stages, the ID4 wouldn't drive the transit stages. They throw it into an enclosed trailer with a generator to power (laughs) it on the transits. Because it didn't count, or because nor I mean. The Nora is not score. Like, it's not full out race. It's more like, did you mm-hmm. complete it event as opposed mm-hmm. to like, mm-hmm. yeah. There, there are also Vespas that race in the Nora Mexican 1000, which, Yikes. yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I think my um, only like parting, I think my only like parting, if we're wrapping it up, I think my yeah. only like parting word of wisdom is please, if you have the money, go buy a Toyota Land Cruiser. <laughs> Heritage edition. Yep. <laughs> Or just a regular one. Or just a regular one. They're just, about to be uniforms. Go buy Land Cruisers. That's my advice. Nice. Well, the 300 series is coming out, but we're not getting it, correct? No, we're, well, we are not getting it, but uh, something is coming to replace it. Yeah. Yes, that is confirmed. Can it be a Sequoia uh, Max? That would be cool. I'd get rid of uh, I have a feeling that given how important this, like, newfound, like, obsession and like liking of like hardcore like body on frame suvs is like is surging nissan has something coming out you know they're they might bring back the x well they're, they're, they're gonna, nissan is bringing something back i don't know if it's going to be the xterra i think it'll be the xterra but they're working on something and they've confirmed to me that they're doing that um and toyota is definitely like watching the space closely like a hawk so i don't know if we're gonna have another like land cruiser per se i think it i think we should i think the i mean the lc 300 like it's been all over instagram and you can see photos of it even though it hasn't officially debuted yet right um but it should be neat i mean if they go to like a twin turbo v6 layout and you know make it a little bit more efficient a little bit more modern but keep that like rugged body on frame like dna that makes it so excellent um it'll be a hit we just won't get it but i am optimistic that whatever we do get that is for sure going to replace the Land Cruiser is going to be just as cool as the current one. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. So go buy your Land Cruisers. I'm not buying anything for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> one car payment's enough. Yeah. <laughs> Sequoia's paid off. We're gonna, we got a number of years to go. In the spring. Mm-hmm. But uh, we are yeah we are driving into Montana this summer, so that'll go well. So um I'm going to go through and do all the normal plugs. You can rate and review us on iTunes. You can like and subscribe on YouTube. We do post the video, which William, your dog made an appearance. Oh, good. When you, nice. when you took your break, the dog took your seat. It was kind of awesome. Oh, did he? I'm yeah. not surprised. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's adorable. That's, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's Dublin. Dublin. That's a great dog name. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Uh, I always like dog names that are um, related to people names because I like going to the dog park and hearing some lady go, Kevin! get over here <laughs> when you're at the regular park you're like wow that's a parent who is aggravated mm-hmm. but if you're at the right. dog park you're like that's goofy like steve get over here exactly <laughs> tanya let's go like okay um so you can follow william it's 
at William Bird with a Y USA on everything. Yep. See, yep. and then everything. Yep. Uh, at Robbie underscore DeGraff, two Fs. Just Twitter and Instagram. Uh, yeah, I rejoined Instagram a couple months ago. And <laughs> uh, I'll also say if you're interested in anything like automotive industry related, you can follow us at Auto Pacific yes. on Twitter. There's good stuff between. Uh, crap, who's your editor, Ed? Ed Kim? Yeah. Yes, I like following. Or Ed, he's at Ed Kim AP. That's yeah. Ed's. Uh, he's, he's a solid Twitter follow just because his industry stuff every now and then I'm like, I learned something today. And he's a massive car geek. You should have him on the show sometime. <laughs> uh, I'll send a direct message or you can hook me up with an email. That's all right. Uh, we're booking July. <laughs> <laughs> I still have a couple of uh, misses that I got to try and get back that were recent. Mm -hmm. um, they were pretty huge. So <laughs> need, to, need to try those. So uh, mm -hmm. the show, The Universe on Twitter, The Real Universe on Instagram. And then I think Ross announced last week if these shows go out in the correct order that ross is now writing for utv driver and atv writer um and then i've got stuff on car bibles and the drive hopefully Woo. hopefully by the time this comes out something actually posts <laughs> i've written a, written like three things and then all of a sudden what, what way yeah what we discussed earlier like that happened mm -hmm. oh yeah so i was like that seems like uh yeah uh yeah you can follow ross uh at no not like the one from friends no no not like the one yeah you gotta, it's so long he's never gonna change it and i'm at overlanding dad and this is our show we're done mm -hmm.